Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Deeper Podcast. I'm Pastor Doug Taylor, and I'm joined by Dr. Dave Vance, lead pastor of Crossroads Community Church. We're in the Crossroads uh, podcast studio right now, and we're in this series called Jonah. And this is the, this is the second episode. If someone missed the first one, uh, Pastor Dave, where can they go to, to hear that? Well, there's a few places they can go. They can go to the, our church website, crossroadswired.com. Uh, you can also do uh, go to crossroadsdeeperstudy.com, and there you can see all of the podcasts episodes in even in the past. Of course, you can go to iTunes and uh, other places like that. You can also go to, to my own personal website, PastorDaveVance.com. All of these are posted there as well. And you can follow along as we go through this great series, a really fun series through this small yet power-packed book, uh, the book of Jonah. Jonah, um, he's running from the call of God, right? Yeah. This book is about Jonah and God. And have you ever run away from home? Oh, I know the answer to that. That's why I'm laughing. But have you ever, I never did. I never ran away from home because I knew where the food was. So I wanted to be close to the kitchen. Did you ever think about it? I probably did think about it. But again, it was the mama's cooking kept me there. Yes. You know, when I was 15 years old, I kind of went through the stage where I challenged my mom, my dad, died when I was eight years old. So my mom, a very godly, tender, kind woman today, she's over 80 and, and just the nicest old lady you'd meet. Um, but when I was 15, I didn't think so. And uh, we would butt heads at times. And I remember one moment, I remember it vividly, I uh, responded by saying, I'm running away from home. I've had it. And she goes, fine, get out. And she hands me a bag. I go up to my room and I start to take things and put in my bag that I think I will need. And she goes, nope, you can't take that. I bought that for you. No, you can't take that. That's a gift for you. So she left me with one pair of underwear and a pack of crackers and said, get out. (laughs) I walked out the front door. She slammed the door behind me. I went down the street to a park. And this is what's interesting when we run away. We always think about the away. We never think about the two. I had no clue where I was going to. And, uh, and so I ended up a few hours later realizing that my mom had full control over every neighbor. (laughs) If I went to their house, my friend's house, the mom would call my mom and she would say, kick him out there too. So I went home and begged to come back in. Um, and my mom actually at first didn't answer the door and said, I'm not expecting anybody go get lost. And uh, finally she let me in and uh, I was humbled greatly. I knew that, and I learned multiple times you don't cross mama vance uh she she will she will shut it down so yeah I, I learned that lesson pretty quickly she definitely called your bluff there and she, she did and she got your attention she did she, she did. got my attention how does god get our attention when we need it you know god uses a lot of different ways to get our attention um but one of the ways that he does it and probably the most prominent way that we see in the scripture is god uses storms now when i say storms This is what happens in Jonah's case. It says in verse four, uh, Jonah runs, and when he runs, he he flees. He finds a boat in the city of Joppa, heading to Tarshish. What what some scholars believe is about twenty five hundred miles away from Nineveh, the opposite direction in the uh, the corner of Spain. And uh, but then it says verse four, this transitional verse. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea. God uses storms to get our attention. For some of us, those storms may be uh, a financial situation. For others, it may be a relational struggle that we feel. Uh, For some, maybe it's a job struggle. And what God is doing is using those storms to kind of awaken us to the reality of his work. And uh, by the way, Doug, I would go so far as to say, 
Storms certainly can be caused by our disobedience. God uses uh, uh, storms. I think about the great verse in Proverbs. It says, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be, be weary of his reproof. Why? Because as a father in the son in whom he delights, he reproves those he loves. Um, God reproves us. He corrects us. Whether the storm is a result of our disobedience or whether it's as a result of, of just a trial, both have a corrective nature to them. What do I mean? Is they both are meant whether by our choices or by the choices of somebody else or by a trial from God, they keep us on track with the Lord's call, the gospel call in our lives. And so you, you probably have seen storms in your life before, and God is trying to keep you on track. And the same with me. There are storms in our lives that God uses to keep us on track. Yeah, and I think there's sometimes there's storms in other people's lives that, that I'm close enough to that that, that, that impacts me as Absolutely, well. Yeah. So certainly my own storms and my own family, but also other people that I know really well. Sometimes God gets my attention that way. That's right. Well, talk about how, how did God get in this particular story, in this book of the Bible, how did God get Jonah's attention? Well, ironically, in this moment, God uses a storm to get his attention. He then uses the captain of the ship to wake him up. He's asleep in the bottom of the ship. And even in this moment, God has his attention, but he's not listening. And what we're going to find is this begins a series of divine interruptions in Jonah's life where God is going to come to Jonah one moment after another and going to engage Jonah on a deep level. And eventually it's going to be a fish. God is going to use a big fish to get his attention. So this journey of getting his attention isn't done here. Uh, God uses the storm. The storm wakes him up, but it actually doesn't get his attention yet um, in, in, in the sense of his soul. Um, but God uses it to get the attention of the sailors, yeah. for sure. I love contrast. Yeah. I love contrast in movies. I love contrast in books. Uh, so, Pastor Dave, describe the contrast between the reaction of the sailors and Jonah. Yeah, you know, if you want to know how far Jonah has run away from God, he's asleep. And that, that tells us everything. And I, I want you to think about that for a moment. I, I don't know about you, but I've been there before in my life, and, and maybe you have if you're listening or watching, uh, where the, the circumstances of life are overtaking you, and the, the only thing you could do is take a nap. I mean, here's Jonah, and this storm, it says, is rocking this boat. These professional sailors are afraid for their lives, and Jonah, who is not a sailor, is asleep. Um, he's so far run away from God that he is down to the point of almost depression where he just wants to sleep it off. Right. Um, so we find him sleeping. We, we find the sailors having this set, uh, almost process. It, it says they're afraid. So they, it says they call out each to their God. And so they're running to the gods. They were polytheists, meaning they believed in many gods. And so they were running to all the gods they could find. The God of the sea, the God of the wind, the God of the air, the God of the rain, the God of the storm. They're calling out to all these gods. And then it says immediately after that, and they hurled the cargo that was with them over the ship to lighten the load for them. And uh, they throw the cargo over. This would have been their prophet. They go from calling out to their gods to getting rid of their prophet. That tells us how much, how much confidence they have in their gods. Taking matters into their own, own hands, hands and throwing furniture off. They find the logical yeah. solution. Uh, I don't know about you. Have you ever done that before where you, you cry out to, and for us it's our God, one true mighty God, and then try to make a logical decision like say, I'm going to fix this thing myself. 
I know I've done that. Have you done Absolutely. that? Absolutely. So, and I like to fix things, you know, uh, relational things, problems yeah. I like to fix. So, so sometimes, you know, I'll hear God whisper to me as I'm praying, like you're asking everybody their opinion and you're trying to figure and, and use strategy and all this. And you just need to ask me and yeah. wait and be patient and wait because I want to go do it. I want to hustle my way through a problem. And, and uh, that's the opposite. That's what these sailors were trying yeah. to do. They're trying to take matters in their own hands and solve it. But at the same time, just in case God's out there or our God's out there, we're going to pray. Yeah. And, and it's interesting here that that is exactly what they do. They pray to these gods, whoever they are, and they certainly don't have confidence in their gods because they throw the, the cargo over their profit. They were getting rid of the profit. And it gives us a picture as to how this effect has this storm that was meant for Jonah has an effect on the sailors and they go to logical solutions to try to solve it which we all do. We run to logical solutions to solve solve the storms of life that God is using to get our attention. And here God is getting Jonah's attention, but he's also getting the sailors' attention as we're going to see in the in the weeks to come. Yep. We I don't think anyone listening or watching would disagree the fact that that God uses our circumstances to point us in the direction he wants us to go. He nudges us gently, and other times it's a big storm in our life that does that. God uses storms in our life. Can you uh, tell us though how should we respond to those? This is the practical part of the show, the, yeah. the practical application of how should we respond to the little storms and to the big storms? Yes, you, and here's the the main point is you can run, but you can't outrun God. And That's I want right. to make this statement, and, and this is so important. I think this is the bread and butter. Uh, that is this, that God is committed to sinking every ship that pulls us away from him. That That when we see a storm, the question is, what is God attempting to show me? What is he pulling me away from danger-wise to bring me to himself? So if I understand that storms have a corrective aspect to them, God is correcting me, not necessarily in a harsh way. God is not trying to pay me back. God is not trying to take revenge on me. God is winning me back. God is bringing me back to himself. I have to have the understanding. And then if we fast forward 600 years from Jonah, we have a similar moment. In Mark chapter 4, we have Jesus on a boat asleep in the stern and it says a storm comes so much so that the the ship was taking on water and the disciples who've done nothing wrong go to Jesus and say here's the words mark for teacher do you not care that we are perishing so they go to the right source and so for us when the storms come we have to go to the right source Jesus and Jesus wakes up and he rebukes the wind and the sea and he says peace peace be still the wind ceased, the calm is, is made. And then it says this, he looks at him and says, why are you so afraid? Have you still little faith? And it says they were filled with great fear and they said, who is, then is this that even the wind and the seas obey him? Here's, here's the point. When we face the storms of life, the, the goal of God is to increase our faith and give us a greater picture of who he is. That what God is trying to do is show us his greatness in the midst of the storm so that we trust him more. And so a little equation for us, this equation, as you know, being a Buckeyes fan, uh, the players wear this on a bracelet and uh, had the privilege with our, our elder chairman here at Crossroads to meet the gentleman who taught the Buckeyes that he's a, uh, a coach and he does leadership training. And he, this, this equation actually is from psychology. It says E plus R equals O. Events plus responses equal outcomes. 
So often we only focus on the event. We focus on the storm. We focus on the circumstance. Then we look for the outcome. But the only thing we control in that, now in Jonah's case, he runs from God. So there's a little bit of control that he had. But when the storm comes, he has no control. The control is now God's. The event happens. The only thing we can control is our response. And I think that's, that's the illustration we get from Jesus, right? Jesus has authority over the event, the storm. All we have is the response. And so what he's calling us to is a response of faith, of trusting, of saying, God, I believe you have what's best for me. And then that's followed by obedience, where we see God, as the disciples said, who then is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Who is this that he is worthy of our worship? Who is this that, that he is worthy of our lives? That's the question. And that's really, that changes our thinking, it changes our language, it changes our thoughts when we realize he is the author of the storm and he's also the settler of the storm. And so I should respond by faith. And that's what Jonah needs. He needs to respond by faith and obedience. It's our prayer that you would see the storms in your life as opportunities to respond to God's call of obedience. Thank you.